Welcome to Quadcast, I'm Grant Bruner, and with me today I have two very special guests, Chase and Tanner Boyajin, and they are from BioWare. Uh, Chase, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and and, uh, your job at BioWare. I am a video editor and motion graphics artist, and we pretty much work on all of the Edmonton-based video games, uh, so that'd be Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Uh, We take care of all that, and uh, we help out a little bit with uh, Medal of Honor and Crisis as well. I see. How long have you been working at Bioware? I've been working at Bioware for almost two years now, but I've been working at EA for almost five. And Tanner, did you come along with Chase? Do you guys generally just work together? Uh, A little bit of nepotism, I'd say. Uh, You know, Chase kind of brought me on when he moved to the Bioware label. There was kind of an opening for somebody who loved video games and could do really good game captures and I kind of worked my way up from there. How did you actually end up going to uh, to EA in the first place, Chase? Um, I started, I was actually going to school uh, for marketing and it turned out the marketing department was looking for a video editor team, which was something pretty new back then. The video teams always had other companies doing our video work and this was kind of the, the first video team that was going to be created on the studio or marketing side uh, to give them more control over the video content they put out. So uh, I actually started working on the Command and Conquer franchise about five years ago with Command and Conquer 3 and I've kind of just been floating around ever since. I see and then and then when you were you actually interested at going to Bioware or was it just like hey there's an opening in the company I'm just gonna move there? Well no actually I worked on Command and Conquer and when that when Command and Conquer 4 was done I actually went to go work um, as a contractor so I worked on from everywhere from THQ to uh, Double Helix Games and um, then I did a little bit of work for Bioware. Uh, I did one project for them. Uh, you guys might remember the motion comic for Dragon Age 2. Absolutely. And I, uh, when I did that, they are like, hey, you want to just come on as a motion graphics artist? And I said, for sure. So I loved, I was, I was a huge Mass Effect fan. I was a huge Dragon Age fan, so it was pretty easy choice. Tanner, when he moved to, to Bioware, did you move to Bioware immediately or did you uh, did you follow later? So, I mean, like pretty much almost immediately once Chase got hired on, I think it was like two months after that, that I jumped on the bandwagon. I see. So you guys have been there for roughly around you know, two, two and a half years, something like that. Yeah, about two years, yeah. yeah. So that's great. Um, So let's actually talk about the process of game trailer. Because that, is that... Chase, is that really the bulk or the heavy lifting of what you do, or is that more of a side aspect of, of your job? Um, well, let's, I think it was important first so we can talk about our, our little Bioware LA team because you know Bioware is based out of Edmonton. We're we're a little team in LA, so it's you know it's me and Tanner, and we also have our post production supervisor Neil Padier. We have a sound guy Charlie Stauber, and we have uh, assistant editor uh, DJ DJ O'Donton. DJ Johnson. Yeah, and, and talk we talked about a hard last name to pronounce. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then we have a uh, project manager, John. So we all kind of do a bunch of different things, and we kind of all take different responsibilities. But uh, we do mostly video work, and it's funny uh, you say is game trailer is mostly what you do. We do a lot of game trailers, but only half of it probably goes to the public and you guys see. We do a lot of internal videos as well. I see. So is, is it to show to different parts of the company or like, hey, you know, I need to show what we've been doing to management, that kind of thing, or is it something else? Yeah, exactly. Like the teaser for the Leviathan uh, DLC just came out today, or I don't know if we actually released the video, but it was on the, uh, the conference, the web conference. But usually those conferences aren't televised. They're not broadcast. So a lot of times we'll make trailers just for those so they can show to the rest of the company for a bunch of different purposes. But yeah, a lot of that stuff, you know, you guys will never 
And, yeah, and like something like really funny, like you know, basically I got a call like four or five days ago, and they said, hey, you know, we need some footage to show at this conference. You know, Tanner, what can you put together? You know, what can you turn around in two or three days? And I was just kind of like, you know, well, my assistant editor has been working on uh, the actual trailer for Leviathan, but that wasn't supposed to ship until the 28th. So I mean, we really just kind of scrambled in the last like two or three days to put out uh, the teaser, which is kind of like half the actual trailer which we'll release later bioware la if you will is told uh hey you know we need a trailer are you are basically you are you given an outline by uh, you know some of the creatives that are working on the project or are you basically say hey we need a trailer to do something to you know to show off this you guys do whatever you need to do and then we'll tweak it from there yeah what happens is is that anybody that wants to, that requests an asset will send a uh, will send a brief to our project manager john and uh he will spread it around to us and we will then reply with what we think we should do. Once they approve that, they'll pretty much hand it either to Neil or Tanner, and then Tanner, you can say what goes from there. Yeah, I mean, basically we just have, with the whole team, like a big whiteboard session where we'll basically map out um, what we think the structure of the trailer is gonna look like. And if it's revolving around like a DLC or anything like that, we'll play the DLC, you know, three or four times through, just to kind of get a feel for what the trailer needs to be and what aspects look cool and what cinematics look great and you know what the story is um and we also you know a lot of times that the the code isn't done yet so we'll be playing a half done game so we also have to kind of see what is ready to show what can we what we can actually capture do you actually have to redo things often because you end up using like something that they you went down one path and they decided to you know cut that so you have to recut your entire trailer yeah, I mean, a lot of times, like, they'll polish a shot or something, or they'll change something, they'll change, a, a, you know, a color scheme on something, and we'll actually have to go back and recap everything, uh, kind of like, you know, last-minute change, and that's not that's not uncommon. Yeah, um, like, actually, like, you know, for example, the Mass Effect 3 launch trailer, like, for, for portions of that, we, in a, in a lot of our earlier cuts, we had, you know, like, wireframe cinematics in, in the trailer. Yeah, so, I mean, like, <laughs> the, I can speak to that, because that was kind of my baby, um... Yeah, I mean, really, like when we were when we were cutting that, and even Fall of Earth, which was earlier than that. Um, I mean, you were dealing sometimes with just black slugs of stuff that you knew was going to be ready eventually. And it's a really, you know, we try. I mean, Parrish and those guys over on the cinematics team are just awesome. We know that they're going to produce quality work, so we really just wait and update our builds kind of every night, just waiting for the great cinematics to flow in. Chase told me that that you, Tanner, you're the one who, who does a lot of the, the footwork of actually getting the, the video in. Are you the one that's really doing most of the of the capture? Yeah, I'd say probably at this point, I'm probably doing about like 95% of the captures that happen, you know, on our team, whether they be game captures or whatever. And you can I mean, it's just kind of like, um, it's not even about, you know, there's so many people out there. I mean, when we were in Comic-Con watching people play Mass Effect, there are so many people out there better at Mass Effect than I am. But <laughs> it's just about, it's just about like knowing that, you know, the code and all the debugs and everything like that to be able to position the camera where you want it to be at the right time. And uh, you know, get the right shot, capture the right moment. You're using mainly internal tools or are you using any off-the-shelf capture tools? So it depends on trailer to trailer. So for Dragon Age, we were actually like in the tool set creating the shot. So they, the Dragon Age team has a really cool, I think they actually released it for Origins, like the actual tool set so you could play around with it. For Dragon Age 2, we were actually in the engine um, creating like, you know, the different camera moves and things like that. We could actually map out like, oh, I want the camera to move 
from here to here and I wanted to zoom in 20% or whatever. And then, you know, I'd give Hawk like an animation that I wanted him to do. And, you know, that was really creative and, and it was really cool. And when there was that, when we were doing Dragon Age trailers um, and Neil, um, that was basically when I was first starting out. So Neil was taking a, the spearhead on a lot of those. Um, he'd just be like, you know, we need a sweet shot of, you know, Hawk doing, you know, spin move with, you know, Soldier Hawk, you know, or whatever, killing some dude. You know, I would just go out and, and, and execute that and, you know, do like three or four different um, versions of it until we got it right. Um, but, you know, for Mass Effect, I, I jumped in the Unreal Engine for a couple shots, but it was mostly um, doing the stuff in the game. So just toggling the fly cam to... Um, move, you know, the way I wanted to, and um, you know, the the what was really helpful was when during E3 we actually got to talk to uh, one of the devs, and we figured out a method so that we could plug in two Xbox controllers, and one person could control the character while the other person controlled the camera, and so that was when when we really uh, us and the dev team really worked that out was when we really could. We, I kind of had a breakthrough because we were able to do so much more stuff um, in the game. You know, it's it's difficult. We always try to keep, you know, true to the game. We don't want to tell, like, a big lie, and, you know, we do the best we can. Hopefully the fans dig it. And I'm sure a lot of fans uh, who have any sort of experience in doing, you know, in-game in stuff, in-engine stuff, uh, you know, trying to make machinima, I'm sure they know how hard it is. I mean, and obviously you guys have much better tools than fans do sometimes. Other times that fans have, have you know, the same tools that the devs are using. But uh, I know, I, I'm sure that it takes, sometimes, you know, you spend hours and hours trying to get one shot, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely, it, it's like you're on a film set. I mean, you, you'll do, you know, 50 takes on one shot on a film set. We'll do 50 takes on a shot too here, especially when we're doing multiplayer captures. <laughs> when yeah. We have like four of us running around trying to get the exact same or the exact right shot that we want, which is like almost impossible. Like we'll literally do, we'll have like 30 takes realistically sometimes. I mean, and just before we move on, going back to the fans making trailers and stuff like that, we are constantly blown away by some of the content that the fans put out, um, you know, trailers that they make, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where we're just like, damn, that, that, that guy had some good ideas. Like, you know, I wish we would have done, you know, X, Y, or Z in that trailer. So, I mean, we really uh, respect the fans and, you know, respect their work. That's very nice to hear. So, so Chase, once you once you actually have the footage and you need to assemble it, what are what are the tools? What are the you know the editing tools that you're using to actually produce the trailer? It's pretty simple. We after I get the shot and I'll you know run through After Effects or something and, and do a color correction or or add effects and then Tanner will will um, edit in either Premiere or Final Cut. I think we're moving more towards Premiere right now. Uh, we put it in there and then uh, that's pretty much it. Are you a PC or a Mac house? Uh, we're actually both. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, and it's kind of a it's mess right now, but we're moving more, we're moving to an all PC house. Um, just basically because the new Final Cut is, is terrible, in my opinion. So The new CS6 that just came out is ridiculously awesome. So You say that you guys work uh, you know, pretty much only for the, the, the Edmonton stuff. Um, are, are there ones that you've, you, you know, you're particularly proud of, ones that you want to actually you know, talk about, or, or the ones that you're happiest with? We can talk, we can talk about the, the Leviathan trailer that just came out today. Sure. I mean, the trailer that I spent the most time on by far and that I'm the happiest about is the, is the ME3 launch trailer, probably. I mean, like, I started working on that in, geez, like, November, probably, picking the music out and et cetera, et cetera, and 
I mean, we didn't ship that until, you know, February. Now, is the is the reason why you love it because you had so much extra time to deal with it and work with it and, and, fine, and fine-tune it? Yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, but I mean, the biggest part about it was is that, you know, you'd be so surprised how quickly the game exponentially gets better in the last, you know, two months. And just watching these cinematics roll in, and just, you know, as a lover of video games and film, you're just, you know, blown away. And so... I had so much content to use um, for that and the accolades trailer that it was awesome. I thought that like, you know, we did a good job with the story. I thought our sound guy, Charlie, did like a very good job. And I thought it had like a really good reaction from the fans that everybody liked it. When you guys are, are cutting together a trailer, is there, I mean, obviously in the same problem with any any sort of trailers that you have, be it for movies or TV or what, or any, any, any visual medium, is you have th- this uh, desire, I, I would imagine, to make an basically tell a small story or make a show off some really really great parts uh, of what's going on do you ever get pushback internally about like well you're showing a little too much can you just you know show the more actiony stuff not not just not to, to mold the way that the game is portrayed but be like well we don't want to spoil this for fans like this is some pretty cool stuff that we want them to see in game maybe we should focus on something else something like that we're actually we're pretty good at that because we, we play the game a lot so we definitely know what the spoilers are but there's always yeah there is that we want to put in those spoilers there, there's that temptation that's what i'm looking for like we have there's that temptation to put in the spoilers or the really, really cool, awesome shots, like the best shots in the game. But there's also like you got to have respect for the players, and and uh, you know you want them to see that in game because it's a lot more magical to see it when they're playing rather than watching it in the trailer. Right, like the Thresher Mall, for example, the Thresher Mall taking down the Reaper. That's def- that, that's mo- that's definitely more of a a, a company wide decision too. Like, okay, we're going to show off this level, or we're going to show off this this uh, this boss, or something like that. So you know that's a little bit different. Um, I mean, a great example of this that was an argument on the launch trailer was, for instance, like Tali's takes off her mask. You know, that was a big, I, I really wanted to throw that in the trailer because I thought it was a uh, a big moment and, um, you know, would really get the fans pumped and there's some internal struggle on that, uh, whether that was going to go in or not. So even yeah, that even, stuff happens all the time. Even though we don't even see her, see her face, they didn't want to show it. Yeah. They didn't want to be like, oh man, we could possibly see your face we could possibly not yeah yeah there's there's definitely some of that is there a trailer that that you're just you know i wish i had more time or i wish that we had the that we would have had you know more heads up like hey we need to do this is there a trailer that you wish you could go back and redo uh yeah uh, <laughs> uh i mean yeah squad leader i think was oh, probably yeah. a big one i we were in, under such a crunch you know because we would do all the bioware tv stuff to bioware pulse stuff and uh, you know we had to go to Gamescom to sh- to shoot last year, and Squad Leader was coming right up on the no- or you know the head of that, and you know we were just crunching like crazy to get that out the door. So that that would probably be one. I'd have to I'd have to agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just from from my limited uh, production experience, I know that it, it can be a, a real pain because I, I mean, obviously, any company you have deadlines. Hey, these deadlines have to be met, and sometimes those deadlines are right around the corner, and you can, there's no way that you can know otherwise. So I'm sure that that do you, do you guys have to often deal with with fast deadlines, or do you usually get uh, some cushion time? Uh, we get there's like a when the campaign starts when. Uh the marketing campaign rolls out, there's definitely like, okay, we know we're going to need a launch trailer. We know we're going to need a trailer to announce this aspect of the game or something. So like, we definitely know that there's going to be certain big trailers. But sometimes they're like, oh my God, there's this conference coming up. We need a trailer ASAP. And it's like literally in like, you know, three days. So 
it, it kind of depends. But yeah, I mean, for the big trailers, we definitely they give us our time. But uh, there's definitely some there's some tight crunches that come up every once in a while. Right. So let's actually talk about about some of uh, some of the uh, information about creating a trailer. Um, how long generally does it take from you know you're like hey we, from the the point that they say hey we need a trailer to the point where they push release and they put it up on YouTube? I mean that varies. So, I mean, that varies on so many different uh, aspects, whether it's going to be localized in different languages, whether um, how many approvals it has to go through. Uh, like I said, like, you know, like the launch trailer was, you know, five months. Um, whereas, you know, the arrival DLC was, you know, three weeks. So it just really, really, really depends on what the asset is and things of that nature. So on the whole, is everybody at you know Bioware LA? Are you are you all working on the trailers for for each trailer, or does everybody you know kind of take different roles on depending on what the the requirements for the trailer are? There'll always be like a either myself or Neil or now uh, my assistant editor DJ will control. Um, you know, will kind of be the project lead on the trailer, and then we will you know discuss with Chase in depth or if there's any high profile um, like high profile graphic shots that need to be imp- implemented uh, we'll talk to a composer sometimes about creating the score I mean it definitely is a team effort and you know Neil and I we're constantly looking at each other's cuts giving each other feedback the assistant product manager up in San Francisco Nick Clifford is always like a huge help on all the Mass Effect trailers gives great feedback so it really is a team effort on, on every trailer these things aren't made you know in a vacuum Right, and obvi- I mean, obviously, you have other people in your company giving you feedback. But I actually, I remember seeing Chase uh, when when you were cutting together the, or, or when your team was cutting together um, the the uh, Earth uh, multiplayer uh, trailer. You asked for what what people wanted to see. You asked on Twitter what people, what characters, and and, and cool things people wanted to see in the trailer the most. Uh, how much of how much of the fan feedback do you take into account for for the trailers? Uh, a lot, actually. Obviously, we're not going to take like one person and be like, "Oh, we want to see Tali. We'll put Tali in." But I think a better example is actually the launch trailer. Tanner had a couple open spots, just in by open spots, we like less than a second. You know, I asked on Twitter what people are most excited about seeing in the launch trailer. I think we got like in like an hour, we got like over a hundred responses, and that one I definitely added up that a lot of people wanted to see uh, Jack, and we never haven't seen Jack yet. And if you look in the launch trailer, there is a, a shot of Jack in there. So we, we definitely uh, we definitely do listen. Um, we read comments. We you know we filter out the haters. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know there's a lot of you can definitely tell when someone like has a genuine comment and they genuinely they want to see this or you know they want to hear this aspect of the story or something. So we'll definitely listen. I mean obviously anytime you create or, or, and you release it on the internet, there's going to be people that are negative and and are just angry and they're going to say that but on the whole i mean i would imagine at least from from my experience in the in the you know community the mass effect community um all the all the all the trailers that i've seen all the people talking about it that i've seen uh have been pretty positive have you guys gotten a pretty positive result for most of your trailers well it's it's funny because you know a lot of times when we look at comments like on game trailers or ign a lot of times people don't even comment on the trailer like you know, they'll comment on just Mass Effect franchise as a whole. So it it, it actually is it's, it's pretty difficult to find people actually saying, "Oh man, that was a cool trailer." Uh, they'll they'll be like, "Oh, we didn't like this in the game or something." Right. I don't, I don't want to point out the different controversies, but uh. Well, right. So, but they're saying like, "Oh man, this I don't uh, I don't like this one gameplay aspect where it's, it's nothing to do with the trailer. It's it's just about the game." That's why I actually I prefer to go more personal and you know ask people 
that are following me or Mass Effect on Twitter, like what you know what they think or what they want to see and stuff like that. When you're talking to actual humans instead of anonymous people on like IGN or or it's a, a big website or like Kutaku or Engadget, um, obviously you're when you're actually talking to real people, um, then you're going to you're going to get a lot better feedback. Feedback you can actually probably use instead of just random screaming. Um, how much? You know, in a trailer, obviously, I'm sure it, it depends on on the trailer. But on, on the whole, how much ends up on the cutting room floor? It's like you know, so, so much. Like yeah, you know, like, like the launch trailer I captured like four terabytes of footage. Mm. You know, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many minutes that is, but I mean, it's it's, it's a it's crazy a amount, especially when you're doing combat and stuff. I mean, just like I said, we're doing like a hundred takes sometimes on shots, so uh, tons. You know, especially in a in a thirty forty hour game or whatever for Dragon Age and Mass Effect, you have to somehow condense down this infinite storyline into into a minute and a half. So, do do you know ahead of time how how long the the trailer should be, or do you like start out and hey, I cut together the first draft is going to be this is a five minute trailer, and then okay, well, what can we cut from here on something like that, or is it a completely different process? It really depends. Again, for the launch trailer, launch trailers generally tend to run a little bit long, so like two minutes is you know safe place for a launch trailer. But something like a, a DLC or something like that, we try to usually keep it around the minute, minute and a half mark, sometimes even less than that. And that's just that's just based on people's interest level, things of this nature. Right. Well, and it is also interesting because obviously when when trailers for things only ran on you know television or in front of movies, the length had to be very very limited. But now that now that when people cut together games, uh, we have a much e- broader way of seeing uh, things. So we can say, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe we want to do a trailer that's three minutes or four minutes because it's on the internet and people who don't want to see it, maybe they don't watch it. But the people who are interested, maybe they're really interested. Yeah. Well, a lot of times for that, for the longer content, it, it generally won't be a trailer. It'd be more like a, a dev diary or something like that that is more of a core-based asset rather than something we're just trying to grab everyone's attention like like the TV spot or, or something like that. You know, for the TV spot, for example, there was a 5, 8, 10, 15... 17, 20, 25, 30 second versions for everywhere. You know, in in America, we have 15 and 20 and 30 second commercials. Like in in Europe, a lot of places, they'll only run a 24 second commercial. So it's like you, you know, we have to somehow make all these different versions. So it's a lot of it's based on guidelines like that. You know, most of the time, we we generally do keep it under two minutes. We we just know when people are getting bored. We actually have metrics on when people stop watching trailers. So uh, (laughs) that also helps. When they get a minute in, they're just like, screw this, and they close the window? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, like, you know, especially on Dev Diaries, like, you know, we used to make 10-minute behind-the-scenes things, and then we realized people are tuning out at, like, three and a half minutes. So we'll, we'll, we would start making stuff a little bit shorter, which is fine, because, you know, you make two short videos or one long video, same amount of content. We, we just want to make sure it's, it sounds kind of, it's definitely, it doesn't sound like it, but it's definitely more of a, just help the fans be more engaged and get more information like we don't want to just have awesome information that no one watches. Sure, I mean t- tuning your content to uh, the the audience itself. Is there anything else uh, about the production that you guys really want to talk about? Is there there's something that I don't know because I don't make uh, game trailers that people would be interested in? I don't know if people would be interested in this, but I can tell you that <laughs> the biggest one of the biggest things that I think goes just whoosh like right over people the common audience's head is how important sound is in a trailer. Like just take look, take a look at a trailer with with your sound turned down, and then take a look at it again with the sound turned on. I mean, it's like sometimes more than fifty percent of the trailer. And you know, our 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 boy Charlie is like 
you know, just a professional at really sweetening the sound and, you know, finding great music tracks. And, you know, when we were working on the Dragon Age stuff, you know, this guy, uh, Eric Marks, who I moved over to the CNC team, um, you know, was really helpful in that aspect too. So, I mean, I think just underestimating sound will get you nowhere, especially when, you know, we're rushing a trailer out the door and, you know, you're so concerned about picture that like you give the sound designer, you know, two hours to work on something and you're just, you're basically shooting yourself in the foot when you do that. Is there anything you guys want, you want to tease? I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking for a, for a uh, scoop. I'm just saying, is there anything that we should look forward to or, you know, in the, in the coming weeks or months, is there something cool that we can look out for? Well, we announced a pretty big one today. Uh, but I'd, I'd say that the uh, video content for Mass Effect 3 isn't over yet. Nice. So Yeah, uh, I mean, it definitely, it'll definitely keep coming. We, you know, we make all the screenshots in-house, too, and I just finished up, like, a big round of that. So there's some pretty sweet screens coming out, which I'm pretty uh, proud of. So, Do you guys want to plug, you know, do you have a per- personal site or a Twitter account that you guys want to plug? No, Tanner's not on Twitter. He's a... Uh, He's, he's like that. I filter all my tweets through Chase. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your Twitter account, uh, what so everybody can uh, follow you? Yeah, it's uh, at Chase Boyajin, just my name. Is there anybody in uh, in in Bioware that you think that you think is in, important in uh, getting the word out for trailers? I mean, I would say like you know Jessica Marizan is our pretty much our lifeline. Um, we really like interface with her a lot, um, just to uh, feel out what the fans are thinking and what they want to see, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. She's really, um, you know, our go between uh, between the fans and you know what you actually see in the trailers. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She uh, she listens to you guys, so uh, keep tweeting and, and facebooking, and you know we all, all the dev team looks, but uh, Jessica looks. Uh, I look a lot, and uh, it all it all matters. So thanks a lot. So I'd like to thank you guys both for coming on. Uh, it means a lot, and all the fans, of course, will be very very interested in hearing about the behind the scenes on, on the trailer. So uh, to hear more from you in the future, I'm Grant Bruner. And this is Quadcast. She left me, she left one thing behind. Just a small box on the table that she wanted me to find. There was something bad inside it. Something fresh and rare
the 